So we're talking about, let this mind be in you. Whose mind are we talking about? The Lord's mind be in you. Praise God. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ. And so the first lesson we talked about was that Jesus had committed himself. Next slide. He committed to do the Father's will. While he was in heaven, he said, Father, I will do your will. He didn't have to just you know, make a decision or change uh, direction because of how he felt. He said, I am purposed to do your will. Are we that way when we get up in the morning? Do we say, Lord, I'm going to do your will today. I'm going to follow after you and do those things that you've called me to do. So we have to make our mind up like Jesus did. The Apostle Paul said it this way, follow me as I follow Christ. If you're going during your daily uh, life, if people followed you, would they be following Christ? Would you? Be <laughs> okay, I, I agree. Okay, I see some people that would say, no, not me. But Paul said, the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do. That's quite a bit of confidence, isn't it? Follow me as I follow Christ. Watch what I do. Watch how I love. Watch how I care for people. Watch how I extend, you know, the mercies of God out. Praise the Lord. John 14 says this way, Obey his commandments, and the Father will love you, and he will come and manifest himself to you and make his home and abide with you. Isn't that nice? Well, I thought the Lord loved all of us, doesn't he? Yeah, but there's degrees of him showing his manifestation and his power and his presence. And the more you follow in line with him, the more he extends his power and his grace and his mercy towards you. And when he makes his home with you, he straightens out the situations that are not right in your life. Isn't that good news? When he's there, you can talk to him and say, you know, Father, this thing's concerning me. He says, whatever concerns you concerns me. I'll take care of it for you. And you can have things change before your very eyes. And you'll see God work and do great things in your life. He fights for your battles. He protects you. He causes good things to happen to you. And he'll make a way where there is no way. Isn't that good news? When you commit yourself to God, he commits himself to you. I can remember when we were believing for our first house. And we were living in an apartment. We had this guy that was living up above us. And you could hear him when he was taking a shower. And he didn't just take an ordinary shower, but I don't know, he had some kind of a throat problem. <laughs> and every time he, every morning he'd clear his throat and it was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife said, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so we set to believe in God for a house. And we were working at a convention, and this guy, this prophet, came by, and he didn't even know us. He said, are you guys believing for a house? We said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And my wife jumped up, and he said, the Lord is preparing a house for you. That means the Lord knew what we were believing for. And he was watching our actions, watching how we served him and did his will. And he said he was, it took a year before it finally happened, but when it happened, it happened in a week's time week's time because the Lord knows how to prepare things for you Amen. he makes his home with you and he didn't want to live with us in that situation either <laughs> so we moved with the glory of God praise the Lord and the second thing is we have to have the mind of the spirit to guide and direct us the Lord has a spirit that has a mind and we follow him and he tells us what we're supposed to do isn't that good news yes, 
Because to find that house, what we had to do, the Lord spoke to me. He says, buy your mother-in-law's house. Your wife will be happy with it. And I said, my wife, what about me? I'm sitting here fasting and praying. She's watching TV. And, and, and why, why my wife will be happy? Well, we know this, you know the saying, right? Happy wife, happy life. You know? <laughs> and so, sure enough, he said, buy your mother-in-law's house. Your wife will be happy with it. So we went to her. She was willing to sell it at a reduced price. She actually moved to Oceanside, but then she stayed during the week while she had her job here in L.A. and paid us while she was here to help with the rent. I said, hmm. I said, the Lord prepared that pretty good, didn't he? <laughs> and then when we bought our second house, surprisingly enough. Second house? Yes, on where we're at. <laughs> okay, no interruptions, please, okay? Right, especially right in here, okay? <laughs> that we actually bought? Okay, well, the condo, then the house, then the house. Okay, we'll straighten it out after service, okay? Yeah, okay, let's, okay. Just put it in the suggestion box in the back. <laughs> but anyway, the third house, uh, she said, I always wanted to live on Via Verde, you know? And sure enough, a, a short sale opened up. We were able to get the house. We moved in. The people were, were former Foursquare uh, people, and, and, and they wanted to sell it only to us. They said they called the realtor, and she said, just take it off the market, sell it to the Canizeros. I go, my wife's, my wife's got an anointing there on the houses. So, you know, whenever I need a house, I just go right here. Okay, let's move to wherever you want to go. So, but the Holy Spirit is directing according to the will of God, amen? And the third thing that we learned, third week, is the devil tries to tr play tricks on our minds. Did you know that? He gives you thoughts that aren't of him, aren't of, uh, I mean, aren't of the Lord, but, but he takes you down the wrong, wrong path and takes you places that you don't want to go. Now, let me show you this picture of this guy here, this couple. Looks like a happy couple. That's a Filipino pastor and his wife. They had a church of nearly 20,000 people. Because in Philippines, there's not many Christian churches. And so he was like the talk of the town. But a funny thing happened. The devil got into her mind. And she wanted to be a Hollywood movie singing sensation. So they took money from the church. Yay. $24 million. To go and try to promote her with, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, videos and things like that. And uh, so they, then when they got kind of, they were suspicious of them, they spent another $26 million trying to cover it up and make other investments and kind of sh shift, you know, uh, monies around. And as you can see where they're coming from, <laughs> the courthouse. <laughs> that didn't last long because they're spending eight years in jail for trying to do something that the devil put in their mind. But the Bible says whatever is born of God overcomes the word, world. So you have to have a thought that comes from God. The devil will try to trick you and get you doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Okay, our fourth. And so for today, next slide says, God has a plan for us to follow. Isn't that good news? I, I like that about God. I mean, God made all the universe, did he not? He, he's got... The sun comes up every morning. It doesn't lose its strength. It's always sunny. The moon is out there. The stars never fall from the sky. 
The whole universe is spinning and turning, and we're rotating around the sun. I mean, it's amazing how God has put everything together, all the animals, the fishes, the birds, the dogs. You know, there's not just one dog. You know, there's a lot of dogs. You know, a lot of different kinds of dogs. There's little ones, big ones, snouty dogs, and hairy dogs, and <laughs> hairless dogs, dogs that bite, <laughs> cute dogs. Baby dogs. And so, but why didn't he just make one dog? Why didn't he just make one fish? And all of them c combine and come together to make what we see in the universe. If you've ever been snorkeling in Hawaii and you go through and you look at all these fishes that have, you know, these gills and feathers looks like, it's just beautiful. And he puts all this, and then our, the human body alone with all the muscles, the ligaments, the joints, all the tendons, How's your tendon doing? You know, actually, we're doing praise and worship. I can lift up my leg, and I'm, I'm, the pain is gone. Amen. 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 So God is a, he, he knows our bodies. He put them together. The Bible says that two sparrows do not fall from heaven unless it is the will of God. He's watching over these things. And the miraculous thing, have you ever thought what it takes to just pick up a dime that's on the floor? I mean, your eyes have to see it. It has to register in your mind. That is money. Your, your feet have to you know, move, and then you reach down and your eyes have to adjust, and you have to tell your hand, okay, hand, go pick it up, the fingers have to, I mean, this is amazing that God did all that. How much more do you think he cares for us? Amen? Amen? He loves us that much that he cannot, uh, he, he's with us, our, you know, our hairs are numbered, not that he knows the number only, but he, they're numbered. They have a number on there. He's watching over us. Isn't that such good news? And uh, so in that, have you ever put together a bicycle that, that you, know, you want to give for your kids and you put it together and you have these spare parts? <laughs> now what do you do with the spare parts? Back in the box. Yeah, okay, we don't need it. Is the bike running? Okay, it's going. <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, parts, unused parts, spare parts in God's kingdom. You're not a spare part. You have a place that he's got you to be and where he wants you to be to do the things that he wants you to be. And let's look at this next scripture in uh, Psalms 139. Oh, sorry. Psalm 139, verse 13. Important. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully. Isn't that nice? You are fearfully. He formed you in your mother's womb. And this word wonderfully made means made for a purpose. He just didn't make you. He made you for a purpose. You know, I was watching uh, La La Land last night. And um, the story is about a jazz singer or jazz pianist that wanted to have his own club, and he met this girl who wanted to be a Hollywood movie star, be an actress. And uh, so they, they come together, and they help each other to try to get to where they need to be. It's a wonderful story, kind of heartbreaking at times. But I was looking at that's the story of Marianne and Pastor Chuck. <laughs> Not that I wanted to be a jazz pianist. I wanted to be a pastor of a church. This is what I wanted to do. 
I, I, I wanted to teach the word of God, love the people of God, and see the power of God work in their lives. That's, that's what I'm here for to do. That's what I want to do. My wife, amen. My wife has a, has a knack, has an ability to find people jobs. I don't know how she does it, even before she even was trained in it. She just had a natural tendency to, oh, that, they would be good doing that. Or you should apply for this. And she would help them find jobs. So she always wanted to go back to school. She started school, uh, and she went for two years, but then this handsome young man came along, <laughs> swept her off her feet, and somehow, some way, she got pregnant. We got married, <laughs> then we got pregnant, and that started, stopped everything. And so she helped me in pastoring, to pastor a church. She helped me work that out. And then, after a while, I helped her get her degree. We were, I was able to support her and do some things, and we worked some things out, and it worked out. But guess what? It took 20 years for it to happen, but we worked together to do it. We didn't come apart. We said, I'll help you, you help me. We worked together, and God made the plan that he had put in our heart and in our life to accomplish and we work together to do it. So he's, he wants to do that in your life. Yeah. Amen? So let me see the next reading. Who's our next reader? Is that? I knew your days before you even started them. Isn't that news? Isn't that good news? In other words, he saw the book. He, he saw the, your movie, Charlie. He, he knows where you're supposed to be, you know? Yeah. It's a good thing you just didn't walk out in the middle of the movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, this is sad, you know? You know, my wife has, has indoctrinated me to watch these Hallmark movies, these romantic comedies. Oh... Isn't that sweet? <laughs> yeah, but who won the Laker game is what I know. <laughs> we do that during the commercials. But they always have the same story. You know the story. Boy meets girl. Boy falls in love with girl. Boy and girl are happy. Then all of a sudden there's a separation somehow. You know, all of a sudden, you know, miscommunication or he's with his sister and she thinks it's his, his girlfriend and they, they have this quiet scene where they're separated and they're, they're, they're crying, they're sad, they want to be together, but they can't be together and this lasts for a period of time and my wife's crying and I says, baby, come on. This is the same script the last five movies that we watched. <laughs> this is called Separation. Just hold, it's only going to be about five minutes, and we'll be okay. They're going to get back together. And so now, when it gets to that point, she cries out, separation! So there's times in our lives where we think it's not going to work out. We think God has forgotten us. Our plans are not going to come to pass. But I'm here to encourage you today, don't give up. Keep going past the point where you think it's dead. It's called death of a vision. It means that when you think it's going to work out and it doesn't and you have that sinking feeling, don't give up. God has something better for you down the road. Praise God. You know, I know my son, uh, he's very logistic. I don't know if you've ever talked to him about his life, but, you know, when we were growing up, summer vacation was fun time, right? Go play sports and go party and go to the beach and have all kinds of fun. That's not what he did for summer. 
This summer was like, can I go to um, South Africa and teach the uh, underprivileged kids how to use the computer in, in the library there? We go, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He says, I got to beef up my resume. I got to have something that I can, you know, when I, when I go for scholarships and things, they can see I've, I'm commu- uh, committing to the community. Okay. Peace of God be with you. Protection. Then next, next summer he says, oh, I want to go to Washington, D.C. and be a tour guide for the state capitol. Okay. Whatever. Do you know anybody there? No, I'm going alone. <laughs> so we went to go visit him. And the tour capital is nice. I mean, the state capital is nice. And we were looking at some of the people that were giving the tours. And, and they were saying, okay, this is George Washington. And uh, this is a, a famous painting that, they, they, that he posed for. He was an orator. And so they show him stretching out his hand. I don't know if you've ever seen this. And, and it was, the man came from Europe to do this. And you notice George Washington never smiled in his uh, profiles. I don't know if you ever noticed that. He had bad teeth. And uh, there's a... Old wives tell that he had wood teeth, but he didn't. He had ivory teeth, and so he never smiled. And then there was this nice statue, and we, the guy was telling us how it was made. And oh man, that's so. Charles is going to give us a tour, and he's going to show us, and he's going to go into detail about everything. So we go down there, and so he said, "Son, we're ready for the tour." He's okay. So he wants to go. There's George Washington's statue right there. We go what? What about, the de- what about the tour? Uh, Mom, I'm tired, okay? I've done this five times already today. I don't want to do... <laughs> All right, son. Whatever. We'll read about it, okay? <laughs> so then he goes to uh, the state of Washington, and he clerks for uh, the Supreme Court there. Then he goes to St. Louis and is a law um, clerk for... Um, the Eighth Circuit, Courts of Appeals, and he did not like St. Louis too well. The people, you know, it's the show me state. I, I don't know you, so I want to see your good works, and they don't receive people from the outside that much unless they went to high school with them, and they know them, they know their mama and their daddy. So he was kind of like, you know, they, they put him off kind of. He finally did find a, a church that the pastor was from San Diego, so it kind of felt like California. But he would call up. He says, I just can't take these people. I can't take this city. I want to come home. And he knows he can't come home because once you make a commitment, that's what you have to do. And he knew he had to stick it out, but his, his flesh did not want to stay there. So he stuck it out for the whole two years. Comes back, and he interviews for a position in um, Avenue of the Stars. And... Over 100 people, close to 200 people applied for the job. But guess why they chose him to interview him? His resume, and plus he worked at the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is the very court that they go through when they have to appeal all their court cases. And they go, well, we want to talk to this man. But see how God worked it all out. Even in his misery, God had a plan for him. Even though you don't think things are going exactly right, just keep going. God's going to work it out for your good. Amen? Praise God. So he has a plan for you. And uh, let's see, Ephesians 2.10. Who's got that? Is that? uh... For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, 
Amen. He already prepared them for us so that we could what? Walk in them. How easy is that? Just walk. Just do the things that God has put in your heart to do. Everybody says, oh, I just want to know what the will of God is. Well, what do you like doing? Do you like helping kids? Do you like praying for the sick? Do you like teaching? Do you like helping ladies? What is it that you want is what God has already put on in the inside of you. Now, let me show you this other, this saint of God here. Here he is. Anybody recognize that guy? He's, he's right here for the first time visitors right here. Yeah. It's Gracie's boy. I mean, Gina's boy. So what has he got in his hand? He's got an apple. He's got a Twinkie. He's got some Welch's treats. What's he going to do with those? He's going to eat those? Is that, is that Gina's lunch for him? <laughs> he makes these little snacks, and he goes around and gives them to people, the homeless people, the people that don't have any food. And he, that's what he does. And where did he get that idea from? Huh? Anybody guess? The Holy Spirit took what his mom had always told him. You know what his mom always told him? Never leave anybody hungry. Where'd she get that from? When she was a little girl, she didn't have any food. She had, it was hard to, for her to get food. And so people would leave food out for her. The neighbors would leave food out for her. And so when she grew up, she got a restaurant with her husband. And they always had a table there where if people needed food, they could come in and get free food. That was in her heart, passed down to Rudy. And then his uncle used to take him to tent meetings, so he learned how to evangelize and how to talk to people and how to reach out. So you put those two together, and guess what? You got a Rudy man going out, feeding people, evangelizing, talking to them about Jesus. What did God put on the inside of you to do? Where's your hurt? Where's your hunger to serve the Lord? And God will use that as you minister to others. Amen? Amen? It goes even farther and deeper with Rudy because what he would do is uh, he, he bought a, a Santa Claus outfit, a Christian Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> and he would take it and he would, he would go to the hospitals to the burn victims, the kids that were, that were burned and were kind of, you know, recovering. And he would give them toys, and he'd give them trucks and dolls and candy just to see them smile, just to, just to be Jesus. He says, you'll never know how it feels until you do it yourself. And when you do it yourself, you feel the love of God coming through you because you're his hands and you're his feet and you're his mouthpiece to show the love of God to whoever is near you. Now, I've never been to the burn victim. I've been to hospitals. But the Lord put that on his heart. And then he would give money. He would have $10 gift certificates and just give them away. Why? What made him do that? The Lord put it in his heart to do that. So he has, his mom said, never leave anybody hungry, but guess what they call him that see him on the street? There's the man that feeds the homeless. So he's laying up treasures in heaven. Amen? You want to follow him? Go, go, go get some treasures in heaven, in heavenly places. So we find out what the Lord wants you to do and do it. You know, I, I showed a picture last week of my new friend, Greg Loring. I call him friend. My wife says, has he ever called you? Has he ever, like, sent you anything? Or 
Invited you over? No, no, but he's my friend. <laughs> and, and what he said to me was, I still do this. He's 64 years old. He's been doing this for 28 years, the SoCal Harvest Crusade, to win thousands to the Lord. He says, I do it because of just the people that need to know the Lord. I can't stop. I can't give it up. And something comes, you know, I was talking to him, you know, in just regular conversation, but something happened to him when he got behind the pulpit. All of a sudden, the glory of God came upon him, and his desire, what he's wanted to do all of his life, comes forth to witness and to be a witness to others. And it's like a transformation. I go, is that the same guy I just talked to? And I, I know when Rudy, when he starts to go out, it's not, the, it's not the same Rudy going out there. I mean, Gina tells me that when they first got married, some guy, uh, they were going to give him some water, a homeless guy, and the guy goes, I'd rather have a burrito. <laughs> so what did Rudy do? Come on in with us. Gina. So they're sitting there having a good old conversation with his burrito, found out that he was a Christian, believer in God, but had things that had not gone his way. But how, how much, the Bible says, if you've, given, if you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. So we have to capture those things, capture those moments, and, and uh, let God take control of your heart. And let's look at this uh, next scripture. Now here's where I want to encourage you, is... When you have made up your mind that this is what you want to do, that God has called you to do something, you don't give up, you don't, you don't trip out, okay? You don't, you know, like when we took over this church 12 years ago, uh, the people, some of the people that were here, were all the, well, everyone that was here when we came left after a year. And so all of you are new people that have come. And, you know, I got tired of answering the phone said, well, so-and-so's leaving the church. So-and-so's leaving the church. I'm going like, oh, okay, Lord, you said. <laughs> you have called me to this. I'm sticking here, and I'm believing that you're going to repopulate the people, and he has. You, and so when, when things go, get broken, things don't happen the way you want them to happen, you don't give up. Wherever God has called you, that's where you stay, and you believe God for the difference. I know Joel Osteen's father, John Osteen, when he got filled with the Holy Spirit and he started preaching that way to his church, half the church left. But that's what God had called him to do and to be. So whatever God has called you in your family, in every situation that you're facing, in your work, you know, my job, oh my gosh. I almost got fired, I don't know how many times on my job. Did you have to take a typing test when you, you did, right? How many did you... No, I mean, how many, you, you took them twice? I took mine over six times and never passed. How, how, many, how many words did you do? Okay. I know how many I did. I'm supposed to have 35. I did like 32, 25, you know, 31. I just kept missing it. I can't figure out why did I keep missing it. And so one time I took it, and the lady said, you know, you're only supposed to get six of these. In a year, I go, yeah, I know, but I'm really trying. She said, okay, try it again. And then somehow, some way, I found out what the test was going to be, what the typing test was going to be the next day I took it. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> it just stuck to me. Anyway, <laughs> I went home. Marianne's my witness. I practiced all night long. I didn't go to sleep. 
I was typing and typing and typing and telling my fingers which way to go. And my wife, you can type, but I don't know how you can type like 60, 70 words a minute. She's going like, what's the problem over there? I'm trying to get it, okay? <laughs> so I go in the next day. I feel good. I know I got practice all night. The Lord is with me. And I got happy. I started flying. I go, ooh, look at me. Look at me. Oh, no. And I started messing up. And I didn't pass. And I'm going, this is not right. The Lord has called me here. This is my retirement. If I don't have this job, I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. Lord, you're going to make, you're going to make a way. You're going to find out how to get me through this. So I go in and I tell my boss, well, okay, I'm ready. You know, let's fill out the paperwork. She calls HR. She goes, okay, we're ready to, to, to push him through. And they didn't mention the typing test at all. He says, well, he's been doing this job anyway. So they were going to put, post it. And she goes, no, 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 we're, we're going to put him through. No typing test. I spent the whole night <laughs> believing for God to help me, and he did. He saw my frustration. He wanted me there so that I could have a retirement, amen? I can remember. See, you know, you just have to find out what you're supposed to do. I was telling Joanne that uh, I always wanted to play a musical instrument. You know, I wished I could, but I didn't really... I tried playing the guitar. Anybody try to play the guitar? It's like, how do you get your fingers? I oh, like that. I can't do it. Then I start, oh, let me play the piano. And then you go, you got to put your thumb here and your pinky over. I go, my hands are not that big. I can't get. That's not going to work. So I tried the trumpet. And that was like a mess. It's like, like. I thought it just hit the things like that. That's all. You, it's not that easy, is it? I said, forget about it. That's not what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> now I can catch a baseball, I can shoot a basketball, and I can throw a football, but I cannot play a guitar or a piano. And so I said, that must not be for me. You know, like if you think that you're supposed to be a good baker and no one asks you for a cake, that's not. <laughs> That's not probably your, your forte. Now, um, <laughs> Lux can make some tamales, okay? That's her gifting. That's her gift today for us. Praise the Lord. Thank her for that. And then, then I went out for track one time. These are just stories to let you know that when you find what you're supposed to do, God will take you through. So I was pretty fast. I got a quick start, you know, in my neighborhood. So I went out for track. And, and so uh, they get on the starting blocks, and they say, go. So I took off, and I was first one out. I was flying. And all of a sudden, these guys just passed me up, you know, like I was standing still. I go, what? How'd you do that? Let's go back and try that again. Okay. Mark, said, go. First one out, just doing my little. And he's just passed me on through. I said, okay, that ain't it. All right, let's, let me go try the, the long jump. You know, maybe, you know, I could just, maybe I could fly. I'm light, and maybe I fly. So you, they run, and then you try to hit, hit this board. You hit this board, and you jump up. And, you know, you're running full speed, and you're, the board, how, where's the board? And then you finally find the board, and then you've got to lift up, and that didn't work. So I said, okay, let me try the pole vault. Yeah. Right? 
And so here's what they tell you to do on the pole vault. They say, take this long javelin type thing, run as fast as you can, put it in this box, and then plant and then turn your back to the, wait, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Turn my back, back to, back to, the, to, the, to the ground and lift and go over. I go, mama didn't raise no fool. I, I'm not, I am not going to go that fast, hit that and turn my back to the ground. I said, no way, Jose. Then, you know, I was getting kind of depressed. I'm running out of events. So I go, well, the shop put, maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's the tendons in there, the muscles, you know, just formed just right. So I went to the shop put, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> That's not it. So I said, okay, I'm, just, I'm going home. So I just started running, and I was going into the locker room, and there was a, a hurdle right there. So I just went over the hurdle, and coach said, wait a minute, do that again. <laughs> okay. Went over, did the hurdles. He goes, hey, you have some potential here. He started training me and teaching me. I went undefeated in the 120 low hurdles. <laughs> because I was fast enough to do that, and I had good form. I don't know, it, just, it was just natural, just a natural thing. And so God put me where I'm supposed to be. God's going to put you where you're supposed to be, wherever it's natural, wherever it feels good, wherever, you, or wherever you're blessing people. And so the God, Bible says, do not give. He has not given us a spirit of fear. Don't give up. Don't freak out. Don't say, I can't do it. But he's given us a power and of love and a what kind of a mind? A sound mind. I'm fixed, trusting in you, Lord, knowing what you've called me to do. Take care of these kids. I look at Maggie taking care of her four grandkids. The Lord be with you, child. We saw them grow up. They were like this tall. And little, you know, a lot of action, a lot of activity. <laughs> but Maggie is smart. She kept them in church. She loved them. She encouraged them. And they're growing up beautifully. Two of them got baptized today. Amen. So you don't give up. Let's look at this next slide. It says, the next slide says, oh, are we frozen? Oh, 2 Timothy 1.12. I, I got to read this myself. I know in whom I have believed. Not what I've believed, but who promised it to me. I know in whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. We have the promises of God, but it's the one that promised it that we believe in. Like my wife, she had a little uh, something wrong with her, her shoulder. She, she had tendonitis. She, she was exercising, and she turned the wrong way, and it strained it. And so she was crying out to the Lord for two days and it kept getting worse. And so in comes <laughs> her knight in shining armor, praise the Lord. Do you need prayer, darling? <laughs> At five o'clock in the morning, she says, yes, please. And we prayed and I prayed according to the God in whom I believe. I said, Lord God, I have a relationship with him. My heart is with him. I do those things that he wants me to do so I can call upon him. I can't do this, Lord. Only you can do this. So I ask you to heal this woman. And she goes, my name is Marianne. I go, I, <laughs> I'm being scriptural here, okay? <laughs> Remember Jesus said, woman, what have I to do with you? 
I was trying to get, you know, I'm not trying to get too personal about it. I just said, this woman, heal, your daughter, Lord. I think that you heal. And she said, it went away, the pain went away like that. From 10 to zero. I know in whom I have believed and I'm able to keep what I've committed to him until that day. And, you know, there's time, we've been married for 30, you know, three years. There's times when, you know, friction comes. Things don't go exactly the way, you know, we want them to come. And, you know, there's some times where she says, well, you know, I think we should just call off the jam. You know, like, let's just, enough's enough, okay? We've done this thing long enough, okay? Let's just move on. I said, oh, no. Uh, we've, uh, I, I'm committing this to him. <laughs> Amen? Until that day. Now, I say that because I know... Most of you married people, they never had that thought, you know, pop into your head. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm just being the guinea pig here, okay? But you have to know, are you called to be married to this person? Then let the Lord work it out. You can't work it out in your own strength, but he can. Okay, so the last scripture is John the Baptist, when Jesus was baptizing more than John, and they came to John, John... Jesus is baptizing more than you. He says, I'm only doing what the Lord has told me to do. And so John answered and said, a man can receive nothing except to be given to him from heaven. If you need something in your life, get it from heaven. God will give it to you. And then when you've got it, you've got to hold on to it and let it manifest in your life. So what have we learned here? Is find out what God has called you to do. Make up your mind that you're going to follow him and see it accomplished in your life. Don't be discouraged and know that God has you covered. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you that as we heard your word to never give up, to be encouraged, to follow what you have put in our hearts, I thank you that you encourage these people. It's never too late that whatever you've placed in your hearts, you're able to actually perform it in their lives and not be uh, discouraged because of small beginnings. Wherever we start, Lord, we know we're doing it as unto you. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that your spirit is talking to your people and giving them life, giving them hope, giving them a purpose. In your name we pray. Amen.